Hey, who do you think would win a fight? Well, what do you mean? Well, if you and I ever got into like a really serious fight, you know, and the punches started flying, who do you think would win? Well, I think that's pretty obvious. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. The bat is dead. Bury it. Fight back! You coward, fight back! You just started a war. Dark fire will not avail you. Flame of Udun! Never give up. Never surrender. We must fight. You've always run away from a fight. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so and you know it. What's up, Who Would Winners, and welcome to episode number 105 of the Who Would Win cast, the podcast that analyzes fictional fights between familiar faces. My name is Steve, and joining me today is one of my lifelong best friends, Mark. Say hello to Mark. How are you, Mark? Hello. How are you today, Steve? I'm great, Mark. It's uh, it's nice to have you back on the show. And when I say back on the show, it's been a long, long time. Yes, it has. Do you remember? Multiple years now, right? Do you, yeah. Do you remember what we discussed uh the, the time you were on the podcast almost four years I, ago i do i do it was the which harry potter character would win britain's got talent that is right and uh you you creamed me in that one i i i brought a knife to a gunfight <laughs> you uh you you had it down with uh professor mcgonagall i mean with her uh animagus powers and just everything she can do with transfiguration you were just uh you were just ready to go yeah hopefully hopefully this time you're a little better prepared for me uh, we'll see. I don't know. You, 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 you brought it that time. And any other time you and I've had discussions, you always bring it. So I think it'll be good. You've had uh, years so, of practice now, though, Steve. That, so. that is true. That is true. So, uh, so Mark, how are you? How are you holding up during this uh, this crazy time? Um, you know, same as anyone else. I'm pretty sure just working from home, um, doing the best I can, trying not to interact with strangers too much. But uh, yeah. And how about you? Same, same. Uh, you and I have uh, we've FaceTimed a couple times uh, or mm-hmm. house partied, I guess. Yeah. And uh, that, that, that's that's been enjoyable because uh, mm-hmm. you, you and I, uh, we grew up with each other. We were also since the last time you were on the show, we both got married. Yep. yep. And uh, we were each other's best men. You were for mine and I was for yours. Mm-hmm. And then um, I stayed I stayed local and then you moved a little up north, not too, too far. Mm-hmm. Um, so we don't get to see each other as often as we'd like, but it's been nice to be able to, uh, ring at a minute's notice and get to, to see your smiling face. Yeah. I feel like the prevalence of video calling now is it's going to continue even past this and people are going to stay in touch over greater distances and things like that once this it, is all over. So yeah, I've been I think thinking it'll be a thing. good thing. Yeah, because I, 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 I'm not a huge video chat person uh, mm-hmm. in, in general, but I mean, the past three months now, uh, I've definitely been chatting with people more. And like a lot of people that I'll text occasionally, mm-hmm. but um, but people that, you know, now it's like I kind of look forward to like once a week or once every two weeks, just just chatting and catching up and, and seeing what's going on. Yeah, I mean, I normally don't get to see my mom or siblings far too often. They live down by you. Um, but since this has all started, I'm probably talking to them once or twice a week, which is more than usual. So, and that'll yeah. probably continue after this and grandparents too, if they can grasp the technology, I've been able to talk to my grandparents quite a bit. So we've, we tried, nice. we've tried, uh, hooking up my grandmother with uh, a tablet that only has house party on it. That was our, our goal. <laughs> and she, she just gave it back and she said she wasn't going to have it. So, but she's fine with phone calls. Yeah. 
Even though sometimes when I call, she like thinks it's a telemarketer and she'll just hang up on me. Does she not have your number in her phone? No, so she it does. Pops up and says, "This she, is Steve." She does, but I think sometimes she like forgets <laughs> to look at it. Like, like there was, I know there was one story where my sister called, and my grandparents answered, and they're like, "Hello," and she said, "Oh, it's Jenny," and they're like, "Hello," and she's like, "It's Jenny," and they're like, "We're just gonna hang up now, bye bye," and they just like hang up, hung up on her. <laughs> and she was like devastated. She was like, "Come on, amazing." So, but yeah, so well, I'm glad I'm glad you're holding up okay, and uh, yeah, hopefully we'll get to see each other soon once this is all all completely over. Yeah, we can only hope. Yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, to get into today's episode, we're going to start with doing uh, a fictional background. So new listeners in the show might not know this, but usual listeners will. Whenever somebody leaves us a review on iTunes or on Podbean. Uh, we always like to honor that review by reading it on the air and uh, providing a fictional background for the person who left that review. So uh, we have a review here, and it is from somebody named Mega Knight User underscore four four six six, and the title of the review is amazing. Now I'm going to emphasize here the title of amazing. It's capital A lowercase M capital A, capital Z, lowercase I, lowercase N, lowercase G, followed by one, uh, I don't know, maybe 10 exclamation points. So I, when I get into the fictional background, I think I'm going to, I'm really going to pull on those capitalizations. I think they're important. So the review is short and sweet. It says, you guys are awesome. Listen to you all the time. You should do Shaquille O'Neal versus Larry Bird. Five stars. So I appreciate the review. It's uh, it's it's nice and nice and short and sweet, and I am very thankful that you took the time to put that on there. Uh, so now, Mark. Now, even though it's pretty short, I think that there's uh, some stuff that we can really dig and figure out what's going on with this person. So, so to start, so uh, I mentioned uh, the font. So it says capital A, lowercase M, capital A, capital Z, lowercase I, lowercase N, lowercase G. So I think. What they're trying to get out of here is the capital A, capital Z. I think this person is from Arizona. Ah, yep. possibly. Now, I, I did a quick uh, Google search of ING and Arizona, and there is an Arizona-based uh, tour group called Arizona Ing Tours. So hmm. I, did, I did some more, uh, some more digging. And I found that there is um, the owner of this Arizona Ings is a woman named Lori Ann. Now, when you look at her username, you can get a couple more clues. So Mega Knight user underscore four, four, six, six. So Mega Knight, uh, from what I was reading, is from like an app game, kind of like Clash of Clans similar. So okay. she may be a, so she may be a fan of that. Now, the 4466. Now, this is where I kind of had uh, a little deep dive here. So she suggested in the episode that she would like a Shaquille O'Neal versus Larry Bird episode. So I'm going to assume that she's a fan of the NBA, just like you are. Mm -hmm. And if she is from Arizona, uh, we are assuming that she's probably a fan of the Phoenix Suns. Mm -hmm. Now, when I'm looking at Phoenix Suns here, the Phoenix Suns have six retired numbers. Six being one of those numbers that she mm -hmm. was in, that was in her username. Now, that would leave um, three other numbers, four, four, and then six. Now, 
of the six retired numbers that the Phoenix Suns have, one of them is the number six, and the other one is the number 44. Wow. Yes. So I think that this review is coming from uh, Lorianne, and she is the owner and organizer of the Phoenix, or excuse me, the Arizona-based tour group Arizona Ing, and she is a big fan of uh, the NBA, specifically the Phoenix Suns, and that all ties into uh, her username and the clue that she put there in her uh, in her title. Uh, do you think I'm way far off, or do you think this is this has got to be it? There's no other logical explanation. I think you absolutely nailed it. I was I was skeptical at first, but okay. you re- it really all came together there at the end with the numbers and everything. I'm yeah. I don't think there's any other answer. When when I was researching this and I found that those numbers were the retired numbers of the Phoenix Suns, like I almost threw my phone across the room. I was so excited. And a, another point, Shaquille O'Neal played for the Phoenix Suns for a short amount of time, so, but he you. did. And thank that was you. one of the players that they brought up in their review. Thank you for adding that, because I looked up to see if he was born in Phoenix, Arizona, which I believe <laughs> he was born in New Jersey. I have no idea. Maybe or something like that. I forget what it was. Um, but I was, I was like, oh man, that would have been so cool if he was like born there or something. I didn't even think to look that he, uh, <laughs> I'm not as big of an NBA. I'm, I mean, I'm not going to say it at all. I'm not an NBA fan at all. Um, mm-hmm. but you, big you, sh- you haven't heard his famous nickname, the big Shactus from when he played in Phoenix. I never heard that. <laughs> not at all. Well, you learn something new every day, Steve. All I knew is that he bought tigers from the tiger King. I think I did hear that. Yes, yeah, that was. They did mention that in the documentary. <laughs> but uh, so thank you. Like I said, thank you very much uh, to that. Um, I'm saying Lori and Mega Knight user underscore four four six six for leaving us a, uh, a review. I know other people left us left us reviews also, but we'll get to those in later episodes. Uh, so thank you very much. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, if you would like to have your review uh, read live on the air. Uh, please leave it on iTunes or on Podbean. It doesn't have to be five stars. We have read one-star reviews. Uh, we have no problem doing that, so just be honest, and uh, we appreciate your feedback and listenership. Um, Mark, you ready to get started with today's episode? Let's do it. All right, so please remember, if you have any ideas for any future matchups or scenarios, or if you just like to say hello, you can reach us through Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Gmail. You can also subscribe and leave us a rating on iTunes or through our RSS feed on Podbean. And you can also reach us through our website, which has been newly launched, which is www.whowouldwincast.com. You can keep up uh, with everything going on in terms of new episodes and uh, poll results and uh, all different types of information for the show. So make sure you go and check that out. Mark, what are we talking about today? The show community. One of my favorites. Yeah, I I really, really love this show. And I know, I think you said this is like your favorite television show of all time. It's up there for sure. Definitely yeah. my favorite sitcom. Yes, it, this this show uh, is so good. And I think, I mean, it's always had a cult following. Mm-hmm. But I feel that with it being put on Netflix last month, I think that it's definitely starting to get into the mainstream a little bit more. It's definitely gaining a lot of traction recently. And- yeah, I think um, this show is so smart, and I would say that that intellect pretty much carries throughout the show. I know most people don't really, and I shouldn't say most people don't care, but some people say that the last half of the show, uh, seasons like 
four, five, and six don't match up to the quality of the first three seasons. Mm-hmm. But I would I would say that it's still pretty much on par. I mean, it may not have as many memorable episodes, but I would say it's it's not like it's not the office season eight. I mean, it's still yeah. it's still great quality. It may not be as consistent as it was in the starting seasons, but um it, it definitely has those standout episodes that you remember way way after you've finished watching the show. Yeah. And they they had less episodes to work with too, because I think Correct me if I'm wrong. Four, five, and six only had 13 episodes each. Uh, I believe so. Yes, six might have even had less than that. Wow. So, so because the first three seasons all had 20, 22, 24 episodes ish. Yep. So four, five, and six had to work with half of that. So you know, if you think the first three seasons have, you know, 10 standout episodes each, Mm -hmm. you're going to assume that four, five, and six might have, you know, maybe half of that, possibly, but. Yeah, no, I really, I really, I really definitely enjoyed the show. Now, you you stayed with it the whole time, even when it got canceled by NBC like four times and then got moved to Yahoo screen. Yeah. So my my history with the show, um, when it was airing uh, around the time of The Office and Parks and Rec and 30 Rock, an incredible lineup back then. That's, that's uh, solid. Yeah. Our other mutual friend, Mike, introduced it to me. And I believe I one of the first episodes he showed me, it might've been the first episode I ever saw was the season three or season two finale, the paintball episodes. Yes. That's Um, just classic right there. Instantly hooked. Um, I believe I immediately went and bought season one on DVD and watched through it. And then I believe for season three and four, I watched live and then possibly five as well. And then when it moved to Yahoo screen, I'm not sure how I watched it, but I watched it soon after it aired. But I I don't know if I waited for the DVD to come out or not. But yeah, I watched all basically all the show from season three onward uh, live or close to it. So I was I was in it back when it was airing. I forget when I got into it. I think I might have got into it in season three. And I think I might mm-hmm. have been introduced the same way you did through Mike. And I remember one spring break when I was home for college, I just watched the DVDs of seasons one and two. And then I think I watched three and then I think I watched four, but I I think I maybe watched one episode of five and then I really wasn't interested anymore. Mm -hmm. And, and I, then I stopped watching the show and then I remember hearing all the drama that uh, Donald Glover left and then Yvette Nicole Brown left and then uh, the show got moved or got canceled and then it got moved to Yahoo screen and it was just like, I don't know, it was just it, was, it seemed like there was just so much drama involved. I was just like, whatever. But yeah. um, with it being on Netflix, I just watched through the entire series uh, for the first time completely through. And I did finally get to see the rest of five and the rest of six. And like I said, I thought it was solid. You know, you know yeah. there, may, there may be some that weren't as memorable as others, but the ones that definitely stick out of your memory are top, top quality television. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll have to see um, maybe since we got the six movies now, we'll just have to see if, or excuse me, the six seasons. Now we'll have to see if we get that movie. Uh, it definitely yeah. sounds like with the popularity on Netflix that conversations are happening, that that's going to happen. Yeah, it definitely seems that way for sure. Um, and for those of you who may not know, the cast is reuniting uh, yes. to do a table read of an episode from season five. I believe it's everybody minus uh, Chevy Chase and they're getting Pierce. together. Yes. Uh, I'm not sure when this podcast is coming out, but maybe the day it's coming out. 
Is that correct? Uh, I'll have to see. Yeah, I'll have to see when this comes out. If not, it'll be a little bit afterwards. But yeah, so yeah. the the 18th is when that is airing on YouTube. Um, should be pretty good. Yes, I'm really excited for that. I also saw that Pedro Pascal is going to be in that episode. Yes, because that that is the episode um, going over. If if you haven't seen the show, sorry for the spoiler, but uh, Pierce Hawthorne's uh, Will and Pedro Pascal is taking over for the actor who played his lawyer and was going over it because they, that actor was busy and couldn't come back, I believe. Oh, OK, I got you. I think it was Walter Goggins. Yes, that's correct. That's what I thought it was. Yeah. Oh, OK, so this is so this is taking place in season five. This isn't yes. a post season six. It's not a new episode. They're reading that episode from season five. I believe it's like the third or fourth episode in season five. Interesting. Uh, yes. Cool. Yeah, I didn't know that. I thought it was all all original content. Yes, and it is to they're doing it to support uh, COVID-19 relief. So that's awesome. For, it's for a good cause. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So definitely check that out. Um, if, if you like community or even if you you know never got into it or you're not really sure about it, it's 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 hysterical. You can really jump in anywhere and you're pretty much guaranteed uh, to like it for the most part. It really depends on what episode you jump in on. Like we but, both said, if you just starting with that season two finale or well, last two episodes of season two, even though you don't know anything that oh, they can hook. you. Yeah, they can. It's just like, what? What is this show about? It's about a community college. Yeah, it's, it's hard to believe when you watch an episode like that. Right, exactly. So uh, like Mark said, in honor of community, basically coming back uh, in terms of streaming and hopefully uh, it becoming more popular than it already was with its cult following. Uh, we're going to do a little episode where we're going to look at some uh, superlatives given to some of the side characters from the show Community. Um, we came up, uh, Mark and I both worked together to come up with our own ideas for some superlatives that uh, we think would be very applicable to Greendale, the college that's in the show. Uh, not really traditional superlatives where you have your you know, most likely to succeed or best to take home to mom or best eyes or something like that. But these are specifically uh, chosen for the school and things that we think that these characters would um, would really definitely exhibit for these categories. So uh, so Mark, so so we have a whole list of uh, side characters because this show has great side characters. Mm hmm. And uh, most of them are students. We also did include some professors because we feel like some professors would um, would definitely work out uh, in some of the, these categories here. And uh, mm -hmm. I guess what we'll do is um, for our first picks, uh, we can just kind of go down the line of the list that we have. And uh, for each character, maybe we could just give like a really quick background synopsis about who they are. And if that character does pop up again, maybe later on, we can just say we already talked about them. Sure. Um, so, so for the first one, do you want to just go straight down the list or was there one you really wanted to make sure we tackled? Um, I think we can just head down the list. Okay. I'm okay with that. All right. So the first one we have is most Greendale pride. I'll let, I'll let you start since you're the guest. So which, uh, side character do you think would have the most Greendale pride? Sure. Uh, so my pick was Leonard. Um, and for those of you who haven't watched the show, Leonard is a student at Greendale, uh, very elderly. Uh, he claims to have fought in the uh, Korean War for the North Korean yes. side. Yes. Um, he runs several uh, YouTube channel channels. I'm not sure if they're popular or not, but one is reviewing food. Uh, 
Um, which are actually on YouTube. Are they actually? Yes. I haven't actually you can, seen you, that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, the moment I, I rewatched that episode, I went on YouTube to see if it was actually there. And his uh, his videos of him trying out, I think he was trying out popcorn or mm-hmm. chips, potato chips. Or something yeah, like let, let's chips. Let's, let's chips. Uh, yeah, you They're can actually watch them on YouTube. Uh, but And there's a running gag in the show where whenever he says something, another character will tell him to shut up. So uh, that he's my pick for the most Greendale pride. Would you like to describe your character? Should I go into my uh, my defense of my choice? I'll, I'll give a little quick background for mine. So I'm picking uh, the Greendale human being. And the Greendale human being is the mascot for the school. And in the first season, they wanted to create a mascot that was as uh, racially insensitive as possible. And um, I, think the, I think it was racially sensitive. They, they oh, yes. Didn't want it Excuse to, me. Yes. They, they didn't want it to be insensitive to yes. anyone. Yes. Thank you. Racially sensitive. Correct. Um, and it's it's like the weirdest looking thing. It's it's basically a guy wearing a giant white spandex bodysuit, full suit uh, with a G on the stomach representing Greendale, uh, two black dots in like marker for where the eyes would be. And then just like like a Glasgow smile, kind of like how the Joker has uh except uh, from the dark knight except just black marker Mm -hmm. and it's pretty frightening to look at it's like terrifying and this uh, and this thing just just walks around the school like all the time like you'll just see it in the background just kind of doing its thing um but yeah that's that's the the greendale human being in a nutshell so why do you think that leonard has the most school spirit so i chose leonard because he has been attending greendale since 1975 according to the community wiki um so he obviously loves the school i don't think he has any plans on graduating and he takes part in every sanctioned and non-sanctioned school activity i'm pretty sure you see him at almost every event um yeah or or hijinks that the group gets into he's almost always involved um he never seems to miss a thing and everyone seems to know him he seems to be very popular at the school um for the most part, I mean, I think he gets on some people's nerves, but uh, I, I think his he never seems to not be at the school and he never he just always seems to be doing something possibly not for the school, but at the school and sh- showing support for the school in that way, I guess. So would, is your would you argue that just that he shows up that shows that he has great school spirit? I think so. I mean, the fact if he didn't care about the school at all, he wouldn't attend it for I forget when the show stopped airing, but over 30 years. Yeah, that's and, true. <laughs> and if he hated all the people or this the school at all, he wouldn't support the events they put on, like the dances or uh, take part in things that the other students do, like the blanket and pillow forts or the paintball games. He's he's there on the on the weekends like during uh when the meow meow beans fiasco comes up he's he seems to always be at the school and i feel like if you had no pride in your school you wouldn't spend that much time let alone 30 years there yeah yeah that is that is true he um he definitely is dedicated to that school and, mm-hmm. and or he's, he's one of, there, there but he might you know. he might be trapped there or he's in a really bad <laughs> relationship and he just doesn't want to go home 
Yeah, maybe. He also mentions at different points that he has a son and a daughter, and we never see them, and I'm not sure he really sees them. So he must love the school right. more than his children. Which which is definitely saying something. <laughs> that's definitely saying something. I think I think that's a fair point. So with the Greendale human being, uh, what I'm going with here is when you think school spirit, you think of somebody who's always maybe uh, in that school's uh, colors or wearing... Uh, pieces of clothing that have the school's insignia or logo on it and uh, the human being is just we don't know who the human being is it could be the same person it could be multiple people uh we really don't know which is which is cool because that's kind of like always a school secret at many schools like you have no idea who the school mascot is so the fact that he's always dressed up in the garment, I think is uh, saying something. The fact that you don't know who it is, he's really committing to that, that persona, uh, which is basically uh, that Greendale personified. And he is also kind of going off Leonard too. He's at every single school event as well. Um, and he's, he's just kind of, he's always there to get like the, the students going to get the crowd excited which I feel like Leonard, he sometimes is just a participant. He may not be one of the ones who is trying to really make the event come together. And I think that that could also be very important when it comes to having a lot of school pride. You want to be one of those people that are kind of driving what's going on at the school rather than just kind of sitting back, watching it happen, participate when it happens, but not really being fully involved in making it happen. But, um, yeah, the fact that he, I mean, even during the school day, he just walks around wearing that attending classes. And to your point, I feel as though hopefully he wouldn't do that if he didn't have to. Like, I, I think that he's doing it because he really wants to, because I wearing that all day, you're probably not really able to breathe and you're probably really not able to see. And then also attending class in that could could just be horrific. But so my main argument, I think, could be that if it is different people, is it really that school spirited? Like maybe it's a different person going to every school event and the person who was at the last event doesn't even go. Is that so the fact that they are in the suit for because we don't know who is in the suit, it's hard to say if it's a person doing it for do they get paid? We don't know. So I would I would assume I would, um, they don't or maybe I, I wouldn't put it past the dean to offer them credit. But they That's even true. say when they create the uh, the mascot uniform in the beginning that it's incredibly hard to breathe and the paint from the eyes and mouth, <laughs> yeah. I think, is like basically getting the wearer high because they can't really breathe anything other than the paint or see anything. So they can't right. really, they don't really know where they are. Um, but it seems to me that it, it's not a uh, type of situation a normal person would want to be in without some sort of coercing. I, I definitely could see that argument. Um, but then I also could see that it would be something that somebody wouldn't want to do unless they really wanted to do it at the same time. I could kind of see it going both True. ways. I could see that as well, yeah. but it kind of, it kind of makes you think. Do, knowing Greendale, I feel like getting students to do things that they don't want to do is usually like you'll get credit or you'll priority get registration. Credit. Yes, exactly. So right. doing something that horrible, I would think the dean would have to offer them something pretty good. 
And the fact that we never see somebody, you know, taking that the mask off or whatever. We don't know who that character is outside of being a person right. in the suit. Yes. So it's really it's really hard to make the argument, I guess, for or against it, to be honest, because if you if we hypothesize that it is always the same person, sure, they have a ton of school spirit or they're getting a lot of uh, perks. Free credits. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah I would hope I would. I would hope that if they uh, take off the suit and they go and and uh, they don't have to be the human being for that event, I would I would hope and assume that they would stick around and be like, well, I really do love this school, uh, even though I may not be the human being at this event. Uh, or they could just like I said, they could just be the human being 24 seven because I feel like why like why would you dr- dress as the human being and walk around school all day? Like, is that like a dean's requirement that you have to? go to class like that because he just wants to have that school spirit or is that the person taking it upon themselves saying i love this school so much i love this character i'm going to fully embrace it and do it 24 7 or i i could also see it as a student saying like okay if i'm wearing this mask all the time and i'm supposed to be disoriented i this is the perfect cover for me just doing drugs at school you know (laughs) no no one will even know and it's not about school spirit at all it's about wanting to be They're drunk or, high or whatever yeah. and no one can tell <laughs> well we we have to we, we could either assume that they're doing it for the right reasons or we could assume that they're doing it for the wrong reasons yeah that's yeah. it's a it's a tough one yeah yeah it absolutely I like, is. i feel like leonard we just we know he's there he may maybe he's not there for the right reasons maybe he's there to cause a ruckus but he's always there and he and he hasn't graduated in 30 something years he must have the credits for it so He's got to be That's staying true. for some reason. Yes, that is true. There's got to be something holding them there. I see what you're saying. All right, nice. All right, I like it. All right, you want to move on to the next one? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so we have uh, most likely to win paintball. Like Mark uh, mentioned, there's a great season two finale that involves paintball, uh, which also comes from the season one finale, which involves paintball. And then there's a, and then they kind of bring it back a little bit uh, in a different way. The towards the end of season six, uh, involving paintball once again. So paintball and community uh, with Green, uh, Greendale Community College really, really go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. So who would you say would win paintball? So I picked uh, the character Todd. So Todd, That's a good pick. yeah. We first meet, I believe, in season three. Um, I think it was a Law and Order episode. Was that the first episode we met him? I, I don't know. I, I know. I'll check. I'll check. I'll check real quick while you give his background. I know he's in the biology class and he gets chosen to be a partner for somebody in the study group uh, that we follow because there's an odd number of people in the study group and nobody wants to be his partner. And okay. he just he just wants to uh, get the work done and go home to his kid. Yes. Uh, yes. But like, but like Steve said, we find out in the uh, Law and Order episode uh, that he was in the military, uh, received high honors in the military. And um, that's mostly my what makes Todd Todd, I think. So I feel like he's not generally liked, but he he seems like a super nice guy. Yeah, he definitely seems like a nice guy. Um, there's there's just one thing about him, though, that he just kind of, I don't know, he just kind of seems a little uh, a little odd. I don't know what it is. Yeah, he, he's a little off for sure. He, 
he's a little all over the place, but he he always just seems to want to get his work done and go home to his uh, young child. Yes. Uh, which I feel like everyone can kind of uh, relate, relate with. to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right. So uh, so I'm going to go with Leonard, which is the character you just pitched uh, for uh, most likely to have uh, a lot of Greendale pride. Uh, mm-hmm. So you, you pretty much argued, uh, you know, or provided his background. Uh, so I'll just jump into why I think uh, Leonard could win the paintball. And I'm going to go to uh, the season two paintball finale where Leonard, uh, he almost won that game. And I went back and I rewatched <laughs> the very end of that because the person who ended up winning was Pierce. Yes. And that was because he was he was hiding as like a stormtrooper. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he he basically infiltrated the ranks. And and then the P, the two that came before him, the two runner ups were Shirley and Britta. Britta. Mm-hmm. Correct. And now before the two of them, so coming in fourth place was Leonard, because mm-hmm. Leonard was with Britta when they were hiding behind like the the hedge, mm-hmm. and then he just he just happened to stand up and he got shot. Um, so he he came in fourth place in that one. So if we take out Pierce because he was acting as like a double agent. Uh, he kind of came in like the top three and like what I, I'm not trying to say just because he was in the top three, you know, means he was close to winning. But what I'll say is, uh, he's like you said, he, he was born in 1925, the character. So Mm. during the paintball, he's in his like late eighties. Uh, and he was able to be one of the top four basically to survive the paintball. So he has either the stamina to really just keep on fighting and go through it. Or he has the strategy to hide and make alliances and find mm-hmm. ways to survive. For uh, sure. So I think the fact that he was at, at 80, uh, 80 plus right around there years old, the fact that he was able to be uh, in the top four uh, in that paintball uh, episode, I think he definitely has the ability to, to to learn from his mistakes and pull out a win in a future paintball episode. Sure, I I can definitely see that. Um, my choice of Todd, it's not as easy to argue because I don't believe we see Todd in any of the paintball episodes. No, he, or and he didn't. Maybe even, we see him in season six. I think he was in season six, but I but don't know if that was he, more of an unconventional paintball game, anyway. But yes. Uh, he was I know. actually he's he was eliminated by Starburns in the Secret okay. Paintball episode. Yeah. Okay. But so I'm I my most my argument for Todd, and I'm mostly taking the scenario as it was in season uh one or two's paintball games, less of a secret espionage based paintball game. Uh he has military experience, so he has strategy and things on his side. I I believe it's mentioned in some season that community that the Greendale has an ROTC club. So I feel like yes. he could create an alliance with them. Yeah, that's with true. Military background and very strategically uh take over the school and win the game. Um I feel like the reason we don't see him in those first couple seasons is probably because he wants to get home to his child and just he doesn't want to spend all night at the school playing this game that goes on for 12 to 12 hours to multiple days, I believe sometimes. Yeah. Um, But I believe due to his training, I believe he has the ability to make alliances. Um, There are different times in the show where we see him with large groups of other Greendale students um, working with them. 
I don't believe, since he is not liked by the main cast of the show in general, for seemingly no reason, those alliances would probably be cut off to him, but I think he would be able to find a very able team. And he, in his against Leonard, he's younger, more agile, things like that, that would definitely go to help not being hit by a paintball. So... Yeah, definitely being young and uh, being fresh out of the military would definitely would definitely help him out. I just want to make sure I add something that you mentioned uh, that Leonard does have military experience also since he fought yes. for the North Koreans in the in the Korean War. So he does have some kind of military experience. And I think that if he just focused, he could definitely win because in that season two finale, he just like stood up and just happened to get hit. And he yeah. was like, oh, whatever, I'm out. So if he was just a little more focused, I think he definitely could have pulled out uh, a victory. Yeah. I mean, it's also, what was I going to say? I just had a thought. I lost it. I'm lost sorry. It. Oh, it's okay. We can, we can always come back to it if you, if you bring, if you remember it. Oh, I know what I was going to say. Oh, great. So, Perfect. <laughs> in that season two finale, when he, just before he gets knocked out of the game, he mentions to Britta that it's, uh, scarier than even the real wars he's been in. So wow. I'm not sure Leonard is even mentally equipped to win a uh, long-term paintball war as these I can tend see to what be. You're saying. If, if he's finding that to be scarier than stuff he's actually experienced. Yes. Yeah, it could, it could be tough for him to uh, keep his focus. Whereas I feel like right. Todd being a, a little younger, a little more nimble, might be, might be able to... Uh, and a little, he he just recently out of the military, he he kind of still has some of that training that can help him keep his cool in these tough situations. That's true. Leonard's been out of the military for many years at that point, six, 50, 60 years. So he may not he may not be up to date with uh, the modern day tactics that Todd has been has been learning. Yeah. When was the Korean War? Uh, fifty to fifty three. Yeah. So yeah, kind yeah. kind of far back there. Yeah, he's uh, he's definitely been out. <laughs> All right, ready to move on to the next one? Sure, let's do it. All right, so we have most likely to become a corpo humanoid. Do you want to do you want to provide the background of like what a a corpo humanoid is in terms of community? Sure. So in community, uh, I believe it's season three. The school gets a partnership with Subway. The uh, chain of restaurants that create Eat fresh uh, Eat fresh exactly. and they basically this company is allowed to hire a person to become a corporate sponsor for the company at the school by so they get uh, this student i forget his name is rich no not rich what's his name later on is it rich oh uh because he comes back i'll look it up real quick yeah i forget but yeah. uh his name has been changed legally to subway and he can do nothing but uh make everyone see subway in a positive light yes so once the subway opens at the school he becomes a student and goes around basically repping subway trying to get people to buy their sandwiches he basically closes every conversation with eat fresh <laughs> and a fist bump Yes, it's it's yeah. a great episode, but um, so a court and later on in the series, I believe it's season six, he becomes another uh, 
corpo humanoid but in this case it's using more guerrilla tactics where his he uh he is a corpo humanoid for honda uh-huh but in this case he has a, a real name he's not named honda and he's secretly uh selling Honda, basically trying to increase honda sales by showing off his nice honda to everyone he can talk to and and he gets the dean to buy i think like three cars or something yeah because he talks the dean into getting like a honda fit or something and then when the dean comes back with it uh he tells he points out that he has the crv and the dean's like oh why didn't why didn't i get the crv i should have got that so much more space and then he tries to take back his fit, but they won't take it. But he still buys the CRV anyway. He still buys he the CRV up, anyway, exactly. He ends up with yeah, like three cars, and then all a bunch like a Honda jacket and hat, and just all the all the Honda swag. All the swag, yeah, yeah. His so yeah, so his name is Rick. You did get that right. Um, the subway guy. Yes. So uh, so I'm gonna go with uh, Professor Sean Garrity. And uh, Sean Garrity is uh, basically like the, would you just say like the theater professor? Yes. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. So he's, or, or drama, drama professor. Yep. And uh, so the reason I would go with uh, Professor Garrity is um, he actually may not agree with the whole corpo humanoid tactic that's going on at Greendale, but being a drama professor I think that he would just act it to his heart's content and he would just knock it out of the park, no matter uh, what he has to sell or what he has to promote. He would just go all in uh, complete devotion to what he's doing mm-hmm. and nobody. And like I said, and and if, if he loved what he was doing and he like actually really did like that product, because because Rick, it seemed he actually really did like he was. He was fully bought uh, in on the notion of, you know, selling uh, the products to people like he wasn't like, oh, like Subway's really bad, you know, or or Hondas are really bad. Like he fully believed in what he was doing. And uh, I don't necessarily think that Professor Garrity would believe what he was doing, but he would act it out so well that nobody would be able to tell that he wasn't. Uh, fully involved in it or if he actually really did love it then that's a that's a win-win for him and he would could even sell it, uh you know tenfold for sure i could see that yeah. so my my pick was uh a character named rich not not rick rich so rich is a uh character we meet in a pottery class in season yes. two or yes. something like that i think yeah and rich is a uh doctor who is coming to Greendale for uh, classes here and there just to learn new things, I think. Yes. Uh, so he he's in a pottery class, and I think later he's in other similar classes like art and things like that. He's not actually furthering too much of his education, seeing as he's already a doctor. Um, but I think Rich would be perfect as a more of the guerrilla tactics uh, corpo humanoid that I was talking about, like Rick was for Honda, uh, where I believe he could play the character, be super nice, friendly. And I think being a doctor, whatever company uh, has hired him, he would become a more trusting source for these 
pitches that he would be making to people. And okay. it seems like that's the case in the show as well. Whenever he talks to people and they know he's a doctor, they seem to uh, really like him a lot more and take what he's saying with uh, like they they just really respond better to what he's saying. So him keeping his normal day job or even just being able to say, OK, I'm a doctor if he's trying to sell really anything probably health related or something like that whatever he says whoever he's trying to sell it to will believe it more now as a doctor you're supposed to take you know the hippocratic oath and you're supposed to do what you truly you know believe is the right thing what if he gets hired by when it comes to medicine now right but now what if he gets hired for a pharmacy or uh you know a drug company and they want him to uh, pitch something. Say he gets say he gets hired by um, like Marlboro Lights or something to sell cigarettes. Now, do you think that him as a doctor, like I would hope that he would know that cigarettes are not the best thing for people to be inhaling. Yes. Do you think that he would be able to put his uh, medical profession and uh, responsibilities aside and? Uh, pitch uh and not pitch you know promoting cigarettes no I, honestly i don't think he would i think he's a good enough guy that he wouldn't do that but okay. i'm i'm thinking so he would kind of do something for like the edge cases see so say it's like here's a protein bar okay i'm a doctor there there may not be i would hope that these protein bars or whatever don't cause cancer or anything like that but he may not fully believe that they do everything they're supposed to do but as a he could just be saying i was i was a doctor still am a doctor and i eat these protein bars every day and just by saying that whether he's said he's not he's not saying they're the healthiest thing or whatever but i think just saying something like that or even something like a piece of exercise equipment or you know, really anything of fast food chain also just being like, even as a doctor, I still eat here once a week, you know, like even if it's unhealthy. Right. I should be able saying. to tell people those types of things. I would hope that as a doctor, he wouldn't put that behind something that is 100 percent bad for you and will hurt your health. But that is so a do good you think point. that do you think that limits him to only doing uh, things that are related to uh, health then because you know if he was doing the Honda for example you know it'd be kind of weird for him to be like, like hey buy a Honda trust me I'm a doctor like that might kind of sound a little odd um, but, you know, where I f- go ahead but like thinking about how Rick did it he wasn't like it's more about being that nice approachable person that somebody wants to be more like you know so like he doesn't have to throw it in somebody's face that he's a doctor but if he maybe it's i don't know if he's like maybe he has a partner who's like oh my friend uh rich he's a doctor um why don't you go talk to him and then it's not rich throwing in somebody's face like oh i'm a doctor you should do what i say it's more like that person comes in knowing like oh this is a smart guy who knows what he's talking about how about um and he's talking about this great product whatever it is a kindle i don't know that he really loves it's like wow this is a smart guy seems to have his life together and he really likes this product maybe i should buy it too i see what you're saying so they're going to use his uh more of like his success and professionalism to kind of drive his advertising 
Yeah, because I mean, like Rick, the original Honda uh, Corpo humanoid, uh, it was more about people thinking he was cool, you know, yes. and like him saying like, wow, the Honda's so cool, too. It's got all these great features that really help with these like typically cool activities I do, whereas right. like I feel like Rich would be a similar thing, but for like I'm I'm nice, I'm smart, I have some knowledge base, and I use this product. It's not like I'm a doctor, I endorse this. It's, you know I'm a doctor, and I'm endorsing this. Okay, I see sense. what you're saying. That, yes. that would be my thought, because if, if they were just hiring him to be a corpo humanoid and shout, I'm a doctor, I believe in this, how would that be different from a commercial that says, 9 out of 10 dentists agree, you know? Or on the bottom, it says, not actually a doctor, actor's portrayal. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, and and with Sean Garrity, I feel as though uh, the thing with him is that, you know, he doesn't he if he had to sell cigarettes, he would sell them. Or if he had to sell yeah. I, I don't want to get hooked up on like cigarettes, but yeah. if he had to, if he had to sell, um, I don't know, like cars without airbags, you know, like mm -hmm. some 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 company that you know went bankrupt and is just trying to get rid of these cars. I think he would be able to completely sell, you know, how great they are and how cool it would be. Um, where I think that uh, Rich would maybe just have a little bit of um, a moral compass where that would come in and he would say, sure. uh, I really can't do that. Definitely. I th the one thing I think Professor Garrity would need to pull this off, though, is he would need a good character to play. Right. Because he's yeah. not going to do it as himself. So, like, no. The person would have to really write him a compelling character that he would want to act out. It wouldn't just be like, OK, your your name is Subway now. Go sell sandwiches, you know? Right. Yeah. Like he would want to know would, the backstory. And he in the same way that I think Rich would have to be the guerrilla marketing. Uh, Garrity would have to be, too, unless he had some sort of like tragic sob story that like made him go into this. But I'm not sure that helps the branding. You know what I mean? Right. Like, exactly. I, I think he would have to have some super compelling character and why they love the product. And then I think he would probably nail it. But I'm not sure that uh, that every product would have that for him. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. If he doesn't have that character, he's either going to lose interest or he's not going to have any interest at all. Yeah. And he's yeah. going to say, forget it. I'm out. Yeah. So nice. I like it. All right. So, uh, so Mark, with the time that we have left, why don't we pick, uh, two more to do? Sure. We'll do two um, more. So I'll, I'll let you pick, uh, both of them, but if you just want to do one, pick one now and then we'll do it, then we will pick the next one. Sure. Um, let's see. I think we should do the meow meow beans for sure. All right. All right. Let's do meow meow beans. So in, um, in season, in season five, right. Uh, yes. there's this, uh, there's this new app, development company that wants to uh, have Greendale basically be the the beta run for their new app, which is basically called Meow Meow Beans. And the reason they were doing it is because, you know, Facebook really, I mean, it didn't put Harvard on the map, but it got a lot of good press for Harvard. And uh, they said, oh, this Meow Meow Beans app, if this thing really takes off, it could, uh, you know, really get some great press for Greendale and make people maybe more aware of Greendale as a community college. And it's basically this app where, you uh, just get to rate people on a scale from one to five um, based on whatever you want. And uh, and each each uh, star basically is called a meow meow bean. It's a it's a picture of a cat's face. 
and you know you get one meow meow bean or five meow meow beans and then based on your average you get uh you know rated but it completely gets out of control at the school and it basically creates a system of of classes Mm -hmm. so so we're saying who would be most likely to earn a five so a perfect score uh when it comes to meow meow beans uh because in the show uh, there was only a handful of people, right? There was yeah, only like there six not people. Many. Yeah, there were not many. Yeah, there were only a, a handful of people who were able to get the rank of uh, the. It was basically called the fives, the fives, the fours, the yeah. threes, and so on. And they and, they all got it for like very specific reasons, uh, which are pretty funny. Some of them. So, uh, Professor Chang gets five. Meow Meow Beans because he gets a minor injury so people show sympathy for him and give him five Meow Meow Beans and then he just plays it up for the rest of the episode Uh, Professor Buzz Hickey gets five Meow Meow Beans because it's his birthday Um, (laughs) yeah there you go (laughs) uh, and Shirley seems to be able to uh, she gets five Meow Meow Beans and it's because she's so nice but she also is very backhanded and is able to kind of take out people who are against her Yes. Uh, and then I believe there's a couple more like Kugler. I believe Kugler was introduced in this episode, but I don't remember. But he's he's a middle aged man who gets five stars because he's basically he's like a party animal. Right. And I'm not and everyone seems to like him for whatever reason. But very few people are five meow meow beans. It's an elite group and they seem yes. to run the school once this whole thing goes down. Yeah, it turns into like a dystopian. Like this sounds like it would be an episode of Black Mirror. I'm not sure. It may have even it been. Is. I don't. It is. Is it yeah. really? Yeah, that's that's really After funny. Community did it, and then Black Mirror did it. I I, forget, I never watched the episode, but I have heard that. Um, it. I mean, it's kind of like uh, I believe in um, might be Hong Kong or somewhere uh, maybe in China. They they have like a social credit score. Where basically how good of a citizen you are, you uh, you get, you know, a score, you know, depending on, you know, mm. if you run red lights or if you steal. Uh, it's basically a way for, you know, like the government to kind of watch you and try to scare you into being good. Yeah. And and with this, um, you know, people are kind of going above and beyond to try to, you know, please the fives or please the fours so that way they could work their way up. So that way they could be included in that prestige group yes. that they established. Yeah, I, I think they establish in the show that fives have more weight. So like when they rate somebody else, whatever they rate them as, it has more weight than if a four or three or two or one. Right. Rate, rates them. So the people who are, are already in the fives can kind of control who else becomes a five pretty easily. Right. And if if a one gives a five, like a one star to try to maybe hurt them, it's not going to carry much weight. And then the fives are going to are going to then turn even uh, harder against the ones uh, just to just to completely squash them. Yes. And and because everyone else wants to make the fives feel good so they get better ratings, they'll follow the fives lead in situations like that. Yes, exactly. So, so who, um, so, so like we said, there were, there were six people who were able to crack the fives. Uh, who do you think, uh, would be also be able to crack the fives, uh, to be able to work their way up? Sure. So my choice is magnitude. Oh, great Um, pick. For those of you who don't know, magnitude is a, one of the, 
one of the more popular people at Greendale, I'd say. Um, and he seems to be the life of the party. Whenever anyone is throwing a party, he's kind of the first person they call to get it going and get other people to show up. He has a great catchphrase, pop, 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 pop. <laughs> and uh, he's he's we we can tell from a few different instances that he's very kind. He gets along with everybody. Um and it really hurts when people aren't nice to him. So I think a lot of people would have uh, sympathy for him and be very nice to him in general. So that's that's magnitude. OK, all right. I like it. I, I, I love uh, magnitude. I would also definitely uh, want to include magnitude as a five. I think he would definitely fit in. Uh, was he was he in that? I don't think he was in that episode, right? Was he, I don't he not? Think in... He was. I, yeah, I, it. And the way the way that uh, the Coogler character is portrayed, it makes me think that like that would have been magnitude, but maybe the actor wasn't available for that episode or something. I don't know, but possibly, I, yeah. I, I I feel like he fits perfectly in with that group and would kind of fill that role. So, um, yeah. So this is what I'm gonna I'm gonna go with, and you kind of mentioned this before we were recording, so I'm kind of going up uh, uh, an uphill battle here because I'm picking Leonard again. And uh, Leonard is in that episode and he does not achieve the rank of five Meow Meow Beans. He's only able to work up to a three. Mm-hmm. And uh, in that episode, the threes are basically like the the secret police force yeah, the security. for the fives. They're the security. And with with Leonard being a three, that 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 does show that he was able to achieve some rank. You know, if he was a one, I would be like, forget it. Like, there's no way he's going to be able to work up to a five. But yeah. the fact that he's at a three, he he has shown some growth and he has shown some trust with the fives because being the fives security and police force, they must have some kind of trust yeah. in them. So, yes. so one thing I also do want to point out is that in the show, in that episode, they do show that it is possible to work your way up from classes because Jeff was able to work his way up from a four to mm-hmm. a five. Yeah. So it's it's not impossible. Now, it seems like they have to do some kind of a performance or some kind of a pitch mm-hmm. as to why they deserve to to move up a rank, whether it's a three to a four or four to a five. Mm-hmm. So now that comes down to Leonard. So what could Leonard possibly do that could earn him rankings going up? So what I think Leonard would uh, strive with is uh, I think he would go back to his his YouTube page. Mm-hmm. And I think that he would use his YouTube page to uh, act as a way as to why he should uh, be worthy of moving up. Because currently, uh, the Leonard's Likes Pizza YouTube page has uh, 16.8 thousand subscribers. Mm-hmm. And uh, his his reviews on food, like his... His Let's Potato Chip has 236,000 views and his uh, frozen, uh, I think it's frozen like pizza. Uh, let's see. Four. Yeah, it's four cheese pizza that has uh, almost 400,000 views. So even though that is all outside of school, it shows mm-hmm. that he does have some pull of some type and that he does have an influence. And I think the fives upon learning that because a lot of them may not know that Leonard has a YouTube page. I think yeah. if they, I think if they learn that Leonard has a YouTube page and that it actually does fairly decent for, you know, an 80 plus year old 
man just reviewing food. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that they may see that and say, you know what? He does have some pull. He does have some influence. And like you mentioned earlier, like Leonard's like a likable guy. Um, yes, he mm-hmm. does like kind of piss off people sometimes. But I mean, Jeff pisses off people too, and he gets a five. And mm-hmm. um, uh, who else gets a five? I'm trying to remember. I have it on my screen. I bet. Uh, I bet. I mean, no, I mean, Chang. I mean, are you kidding me? I mean, he basically yeah. tries to take over the school. Um, yeah. So I think that it's definitely possible uh, for someone to work their way up to that. And I think yeah. that he could, uh, with that YouTube page, he could use that as a resume as to why he should uh, work his way up to getting a four and then potentially also getting a five. Yeah, I could also see him trying to garner sympathy through for things like, oh, my like just talking to people and saying like, oh, my my kids don't love me anymore. And like doing trying to give people like a sob story. He fought in wars. He's a veteran. Like I could see him giving those types of sob stories to try and get a better, uh, better scores. I really thought you were going to go with there, though. Go back to I believe it's a season one episode uh, where everyone's running for class president. And it comes down to Leonard versus Magnitude. And in the debate, Leonard is just <laughs> into the microphone. Oh, that's and right. That's Magnitude right. repeats pop pop. And it's the uh, debate of the century, I believe they call it. Uh, so I could see Leonard and Magnitude going into the uh, the talent show that Jeff is able to uh, succeed in and get up to a five and do a similar thing. It seems yes, like in gen- in general the mass public respond very well at Greendale to both of those to both of the uh, the sounds. Yes, exactly to both of their sticks. But uh, I do feel like ma- we see magnitude in a ton of different uh, ways like that, where he sacrifices himself during the paintball episodes t- so that the the rest of his classmates can continue on and try and win the game. Um, and I feel like people would keep that in their minds and like they know that he he's always there he's always showing up and he's a he's great for entertainment yeah that's true do you think so is is that what he would do he would just go up on the stage and just go pop pop and then they would they would be like oh yeah you you totally get fives with the way the show works i could totally see that happening i'm surprised that they didn't i feel like that's very community like to have that happen yeah, but I, I feel like just the fact that he wasn't in the episode, he just must not have been available. Because I think like everyone yes. else was like Star Burns was in the episode. Like yep. they had a lot of people in that episode. Garrett. Yeah. Garrett's in it also. Garrett. Uh, Garrett. Um, Garrett's a two. Uh, trying to think who else. Um, yeah. But the Dean, well, the Dean's, you know, well, the Dean's a main character. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. I don't but, know. They, I feel like he would have fit perfectly into this episode, and the fact that he's not in it kind of makes me think he must not have been available. Because I feel yeah. like he would, he would have. It would have been either a perfect thing to have him in the talent show, like I just said, or have him be a five from the start because people love him. Right. But then I could also see him being very low because he's a one man party, and a one man party can't be part of an alliance because that's a paradox. <laughs> so. When does he, he says that, right? Yeah, that's in the uh, that's in the paintball episode paintball as well. Episode. When, they're, when they're trying to band together against City College, he says that. I think that's one of the only times he says something that's not pop pop. 
Yeah, there's a couple times. Yeah. Uh, I know in that debate also, the Dean's like, same question to him, and then he says, <laughs> same answer. Pop, pop. Yeah, that's so, true. That's true. I think the one episode he does say uh, quite a few more things in is the episode where they're trying to recruit the whale, and he... Oh, he yes, yes. steals Pop Pop from him, yes. and he, he has to say other things. That, that, was, that was one of Allie's favorite moments in the show, when Pop, when that new kid, the whale, was like, I want that. I want the Pop Pop. And, yep. and, and the dean is like, go ahead, man. Don't you give it to him? And, and he's working <laughs> the rest of the episode to try to figure out what his new shtick is going to be. Oh, yeah, it's great. But I, I think... I think uh, so I, I think Magnitude would have an easier road to five, where I think Leonard, they're given a long term chance at it, would probably get there eventually. So yeah, I think I think if they had uh, maybe a Sunday, since this whole episode takes place on like a Friday to a Saturday, yeah. yeah. If if this took place uh, into a Sunday and he had more times, I think he may have been able to work his way up at least to a four, and then hopefully up to a five. Yeah, and I guess we haven't really been talking about these superlatives from this angle, but super superlatives are usually voted on by your peers. Yes. So like, if this were for the yearbook and it was like, who would get five Meow Meow Beans? I feel like Magnitude would get more votes from his peers over Leonard. That's true. Yeah, that as, is true. As opposed to like, given the actual circumstances, would they both get there? Probably, yes. Right, but who would actually vote for them? But yeah, a one-time vote who would get more votes yes feel like it would be magnitude but well luckily that's why luckily, luckily that's why we have a poll of our listeners and they get to yeah, decide exactly. who they think would win all right mark let's do one more which one uh, do you think we should uh close this out with um there's a couple i like i, I feel like most likely to graduate is should be probably be the last one unless all you right. think like no, I'm I'm fine with doing that one. That one also. We had some of the other ones we had. Uh, we had best grifter, best dungeon master, and most likely to be the ass crack bandit. But um, I think I think uh, your idea of most likely to graduate is uh, or graduate, excuse me, is definitely applicable to Greendale because I think we've only ever seen one person graduate, right? Jeff, is he the only person we actually see graduate? He's the only one we see, but I think we're meant to assume that most of the study group actually graduates that's true um, that's true because at the end they all kind of just leave and i think they or is it after season five they all have to come back after they had like real jobs like i think annie comes back and starts a new major right so she like starts she a new major with her original major yeah i, I think, think. I, so I, I think yeah must have it just happened off screen yes but the only one we actually do see, yes, is Jeff. And the I believe it's the Dean mentioned somewhere where it's like the the school just kind of traps people like once, mm -hmm. once you're in once you're there, you can't, you can't leave. You can't really get out. Yeah. Um, and and we kind of see that with characters we've already talked about, like Leonard. Right. And I, I was telling Steve about this before. Another character, Garrett, who is uh, another side character who. uh it's just kind of on the fringes, not kind of, <laughs> kind of weird. Yeah. But uh, once Jeff becomes a professor, he mentions that his class, his class that he teaches is the easiest blow off class, easiest A you can get. But then in back to back seasons, which are different school years, we see Garrett in the same class. So that means he must have failed the easy class, easy, easy class. So he's probably stuck there forever. 
Uh, yeah, I, I always, whenever I watch that that character, I always think of that actor, and I wish no ill on any actor because I can't imagine how difficult it is to to get onto a commercial, let alone a show or a movie, mm-hmm. and and I just don't know what else that actor could possibly portray because like he is that character, just the way he looks and the way he talks, which maybe that's just him acting. Yeah, but he's just—he's Garrett. He's just that—that that very uh, emotionally unstable. Frequently, you know, you're afraid he's gonna just pop, pop, pop. Yeah. Uh, you know, and <laughs> and you don't know what's what's gonna happen to him. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, like, he, his voice is just so yeah. unique. Right. I I love the uh, um, model UN episode where he's the one saying crisis alert. Crisis alert! Whatever he's saying, that was that was really good. So good. That was really really good. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, that was really good. So, all right. So, most likely to graduate, it's definitely not going to be Garrett. But who are you thinking uh, that would so, definitely most likely to graduate? Sure. So, actually, I, it looks like we both chose characters we've both gone over before. So, my choice is Todd. So. Yes. Uh, my reasoning for Todd is, like I mentioned before, he's always just trying to get his work done and go home. Mm-hmm. It's it, yep. it's he's one of the few people at the school that we see that tries to complete their work in a timely manner and do it well and get it done and go where it seems like everybody else seems to drag their feet and kind of do really anything. Uh, he also seems like he has the motivation to go and get out of the school. Um, where a lot of other people, their whole life is at the school. Right. I, I think that's a big part of it. Um, so that's that's Todd. He's my choice. So, yeah. So so Todd, you know, like you said, he's a hard worker, uh, military experience, so well-disciplined and uh, definitely uh, wants to achieve goals. So I think that's all characteristics that you need when it comes to graduating college. Uh, so I'm going with Rich Stevenson, who you also uh, – brought up uh did we i forget did we talk about him oh yeah yeah sorry yeah we did um, for the yeah oh humanoid so he's, yeah, he's a humanoid. doctor yeah he was a doc i was so on my i wrote rich stevenson on mine so on yours i was looking for rich stevenson but you only wrote yeah. rich so that's why i was like where is he yeah. Yeah. um but yeah so he was a doctor and he uh was uh, th- so the reason the reason i think that he would most likely to graduate is so something that you kind of brought up also so he's a doctor so what's he doing at yeah. greendale so he so yes so he is just there to take extra classes and just Mm. basically just kind of have fun. But I do think that uh, he's the type of person where after he took enough classes, he would be able to graduate. And even though he has his, his MD, he may not use his community college degree, but I just think it's, it's just one more thing that he'd want to another, another uh, tack on his resume that he could say, you know what? Yes, I'm an MD, but I also have an associate's degree in pottery. Um, so I, <laughs> I, I, I think I think that he would uh, work really hard, obviously, because he's he's a he's a doctor. Um, mm. And I think that he would uh, just accumulate enough credits to the point where he could graduate with a, with an associate's degree. And I think that is a goal that he would say, yeah, I, I totally want to accomplish that. And it's just something else I can I can use uh, in the future, perhaps. Or like I said, you just put it on his resume and it could just kind of beef up um, who he is as a person, because I think he's just that type of person that likes accomplishing things. And this sure. would just be another accomplishment that he could have uh, 
and it would just really um, make it something that he would definitely be proud of. Sure. I mean, I could see that, but I mean, at the same time, like we've mentioned several times, he, he already is a full-time doctor. Yes. He is just doing this on the side. How many, how many pottery classes are there? I realize that uh, Greendale is not like most colleges and has basically an elective for everything. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I'm not sure he would, even if he got the number of credits, I'm not sure if he would fill out the paperwork and put in the time to apply to graduate, especially since you kind of need to be like, I feel like he would just continue to take courses that he would think are fun that aren't necessarily towards a degree or anything. And then even if he had enough credits, is he going to apply to graduate and then just still keep coming back and taking more art classes? I don't know. I, Whereas I, I, I feel think like I Todd's actually working towards a what seems like a major. He's in biology. Yes. Um, he It's after the military. It seems like he's working towards getting a full-time job to support his family, his wife and child. So I think that Todd has the drive. He has that end goal to work towards. Mm-hmm. That That's true. W- that would c- get him to actually stop taking courses and go do something else. Whereas uh, Rich kind of already has, like Rich at any time, he could just take pottery over and over, which would never because he likes to show off or whatever. I forget how that episode ended, but I knew he had like a deep, dark past with his mother or something. Yes, I, don't... I believe so. But he he liked to prove that he was good at something. So if he just took that same pottery 101 or whatever it was over and over to impress people, then he wouldn't ever get stuff to graduate. I forget what other classes he took, but um, I think the drive that Todd has is really what would set him apart in this one. Now, I definitely think that Todd has the drive, but I think that one thing uh, that how do you think Todd would deal with the pressure? Because I feel like it's been shown in the show, especially in the Law and Order episode, where under pressure, Todd kind of cracks and he breaks a little bit. Sure. But do you think that that would that was kind of in that episode? He wasn't framed, but the pressure he was under was i think different than normal school assignment pressure okay. he was like he did something wrong but it wasn't actually his fault yes but he was trying to he was trying to cover that up and stuff and i think that could be the one black mark against him where like in the future they could be like well you tried to um take advantage of this situation and whatever, get other people in trouble or get worse grades. But I don't think that was ever his intention. Right. Um, so I, I, I think, think if, they, if they, he's a nice guy and would get through the classes as they go. But if Greendale holds that against him, then they need to get rid of like all their students because True. <laughs> I mean, that's not really that bad of a thing uh you know to do uh, in terms of some other things that other students have done also mm-hmm. but no i do I, I mean i will agree with you that todd is definitely hard working uh he is reaching towards an angle uh because like i will i will admit rich i could see rich being there for 15 years and just over time his credits have accumulated where he could get a degree but mm-hmm. he's not working towards that as todd is so i i do uh, agree with you on that point um, but I could just see Rich really wanting to just add another 
mark on his record and say, yep, I did this too. How cool was that? Nor, oh, yep, I also did. I accomplished that as well. And Mm -hmm. that would just be something that could drive him to be better than he, you know, than he currently was. Yeah. I mean, the the only other thing against uh, Rich in this situation is that we never see him after season two. So did he stop going to Greendale after this or that's, that's true, like, you know, or did our main characters just not see him? It's hard to say, but we don't ever see him continue to work towards a degree after this. Whereas we do see Todd from season three all the way up to season six, I believe. Um, yes, he is in season six. He's the 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 person who officiates Garrett's uh, wedding. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. So. I, th- I think we see him more and that may just be a a part to the fact that rich this is he has a main career and he's actually doing that and isn't taking classes constantly but now we could go with the argument that you know rich graduated maybe uh, he, let, <laughs> but let, not let's from say, greendale with a doctorate well let, let's <laughs> oh, say, oh you think he graduated after season two after yeah let's say after season two he he graduated and that's why he's not in the show anymore and uh <laughs> <laughs> he uh he's like you know what i got my degree in pottery and it's something i've always wanted to do and uh i'm out <laughs> i i guess that's possible you're right yeah. great yeah, greendale did almost give a degree to a dog so that's true but the paperwork I... never got filed or they didn't pay for it or something i forget yes. what happened no he had a late library book that's what so it they was so or something they were able to get off of that i was gonna have a joke answer for this one and it was gonna be annie's boobs the monkey <laughs> uh, because they almost gave a degree to a dog and so they could give one to a monkey uh, yeah exactly they're they're smarter in general it's just a matter of time and also everyone voting on who it would be they'd all probably vote for annie's boobs does everybody know about annie's boobs though that's the thing probably not but just i mean the, just I the study group in chang after like six years of a monkey running around they probably would have seen it right I don't know. There was also that um, that hidden trampoline that That's was uh, on campus, and nobody knew but, about that besides Jeff that and a, uh, Troy. That was run by Nazis. That was run. That was such a twist <laughs> in that episode. That was one episode that I forgot about. Like it, the whole time I was watching, as though I had never seen it. So good. And and then when it turns out that those guys were Nazis, I was like, wait, wait, what? Like that was so unexpected, but it was hilarious. It played out perfectly. Oh yeah, it's so good, and that's why nobody else. Everyone else knows about it. They just avoid it because they know about that part. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, no, <laughs> we're not going there. They're, it's run by Nazis. We're not doing that. Yeah, exactly. So, so awesome. So, yeah, so we, we had some great, some great topics, some great superlatives for, uh, for Greendale Community College. Uh, most Greendale pride, you had the human being and Leonard. Uh, most likely to win paintball, you had Leonard uh, going against Todd. Most likely to become a corpo humanoid, Professor Garrity and Rich Stevenson. Most likely to earn five Meow Meow Beans, you have Leonard and Magnitude. And then we also had most likely to graduate Rich Stevenson and Todd. I feel like this also kind of coincides, not just the fact that community is is becoming more popular again, um, but the fact that, you know, this is graduation season. Uh, I know colleges are, are having virtual um, graduations and um, high schools are starting to get ready for that kind of stuff also, uh, given the circumstances that we're in. Um, so it, it would be interesting to see, um, you know, if, if Greendale had superlatives that they gave out to, um, their characters, specifically the side characters, Mm -hmm. uh, where, where they would fall. Yeah, definitely. 
So, uh, uh, Mark, do you want to? Uh, I think you said you had a couple uh, fun facts uh, that you wanted to add, real quick, and then we can uh, we can sign off. Sure. So I, I just pulled up a list online. So the show is actually based on uh, Dan Harmon's real life experience at community college. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, he, he apparently took a Spanish class uh, with his then girlfriend and kind of based this pitch on the study group he had for that course. OK, um, so there's that. Uh, Donald Glover was a writer on 30 Rock and had to get kind of pulled off of that. It took from what I, I saw this on a podcast or something it took multiple offers to get him pulled off of writing for that wow um it's set in colorado i know when i was watching it with uh my my wife we struggled to picture where it was because yeah it's very flat they they don't ever i don't think they say it till like a later season i think either like Like season but they mention like they do like a boating course kind of early on and they're like, we're hundreds of miles away from any body of water. So, right. uh, so that, that works out. Had, that kind of had us thinking. So, yeah, but it is in Colorado. Um, the characters of Pierce and Troy were supposed to be the buddies and like the ones that get into hijinks, not Troy and I Troy and Abed, but, uh, the actors, uh, Donald Glover and Danny Pudi, got along so well that they They're kind perfect. of shifted it. Yeah, oh, it's the best. I want to get a Troy and Abed in the morning mug just oh, to that, have. That'd be a great some memorabilia right there. Mm-hmm. Um, also, so this isn't necessarily about community, but uh, it kind of is. Uh, the Russo brothers, who direct, went on to direct Captain America, The Winter Soldier, and 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 infinity war and Endgame yep. have made it a point to put a lot of the characters from community as cameos yes that's the- a very good point that's right so uh jim rash who played the dean is in is in an opening scene to civil winter war. Soldier. oh civil war civil war yeah civil yeah, war he, so he in that he's the dean to mit which is just perfect yes 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 yeah. and he's basically playing the same character he's the exact same character yeah. uh Yvette Nicole Brown, who plays Shirley, is she was uh, in Endgame. Oh, Endgame, yep. yep. And Chang she, is also in Endgame. Chang is in Endgame, and yep. And um, uh, Danny Pudi, who plays Abed, was in Winter Soldier. I, and that's all I can think of off the top of my head right now. But I wouldn't yes. be surprised if more show up in the future. It'll be tough with Donald Glover, uh, not because he's so popular. Oh, Glover's in Spider Man. He's in Spider Man so, Homecoming. But he's in the universe. Yeah, he is in the universe. So the only ones we don't have are, um, are Joe McHale, Gillian, Gillian Jacobs, and Gillian Jacobs, and Allison Brie. Allison Brie, yeah. Yep, Allison Brie also, uh, and Chevy Chase. Yeah, true. But um, but I, I, I mean, a major portion of uh, a majority plus of the um, community cast are are in the MCU, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think the Russo brothers are directing any future ones that they've announced, but it'd be cool if they threw in Joel McHale or yeah. um, Allison sure Brie. Find a spot for some of them if if they end up making any more of those films. So, yeah, exactly. It seems like almost the whole cast and writers and directors and all that all got along and are willing to work together in the future as well. So. So one that I'll add and then we'll wrap up is uh, one that you and I were kind of talking about yesterday, which I had no idea. But um, the actor who plays Magnitude, uh, his name mm-hmm. is Luke Youngblood. He was actually in uh, the Harry Potter films. 
-hmm. was in uh, the first two Harry Potter films, and he played uh, the character of Lee Jordan. And Lee Jordan was uh, one of the characters uh, most famously in the books. Uh, he was the announcer for uh, the Quidditch matches. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I that completely blew my mind when I was like, that's Lee Jordan. Yeah, that you is can hardly tell. You can hardly tell because I'm not I'm going to be honest with you. When I was a kid and I watched the first two Harry Potter movies, I couldn't tell if Lee Jordan was a boy or a girl in the movies. Yeah, yeah. The pitch and the voice was a little high. He's younger, which makes sense. Mm -hmm. And the name Lee, it could be a boy, it could be a girl. I, I wasn't really sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that, I mean, just looking back on it now, you can see it. But it's just so mm -hmm. funny to see that that's what he came up to being um, being magnitude on community. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so, really cool. Yeah. Uh, so, Mark, so uh, thank you so much for joining today. That was uh, okay. that was yeah. awesome. It was fun to talk community. Um, hopefully if you haven't watched it, I mean, hopefully if you have watched it, you've, you know, that's why you've listened to this podcast, but if you listen to this whole podcast, and you've never watched it, definitely, uh, give it a chance. It's, it's hysterical. And there are so many episodes that are, that are just pure genius. Like we, we reference a lot, the paintball, there's a law and order episode that we said, um, there's a great episode that's like a civil war documentary, uh, mm -hmm. which is hysterical about a blanket fort fighting against a pillow fort. Mm -hmm. um i mean there's... one of the best episodes in tv history we didn't even talk about is the uh multiple timelines episode oh my so. gosh that's right yeah the multiple the chaos the chaos theory episode is mm -hmm. i remember that was one episode that i i never I, maybe i skipped it or i never remembered seeing it at all but when i watched the season the series over again i watched that episode it was as though i was watching it for the first time and the moment that episode was over i thought to myself that is one of the best episodes of tv i've ever seen and i think another fun fact is i believe that's the only episode of the show that got nominated for an emmy wow I believe it's the only one yeah it's it's just so smart from the writing the editing the acting the storyline it's that episode i think it's season three episode three i believe it's it's early on in season three it's called like yeah. remedial chaos theory three or four let me look i have it pulled up i think i think it's like it's called remedial chaos theory yep. i believe episode four episode four okay so season three episode four so yeah definitely definitely check out the show it's it's great especially now that they're doing a live table read uh on may 18th and the fact that um, there's been a joke throughout the whole series that they were always going to do six seasons in a movie. So they accomplished the seasons and now talks of a movie are possibly happening. Uh, and it seems like it would probably most likely be on a streaming service and not go to uh, theaters, which I think would actually make a lot of sense to do. Yeah, I think that I agree with that. Yeah. So. So, Mark, anything you want to you want to plug before we head out today? Um, I have recently started twitch streaming if anyone's interested in tuning in it's uh twitch.tv slash norbsman that's n-o-r-b-s-m-a-n uh if you'd like to tune in that'd be great what are some of your uh, favorite things to be uh streaming so recently i've been playing call of duty warzone i've also played uh, a little bit of magic the gathering um and i'll probably i'll probably branch out and play some other things uh but we'll see awesome yeah Sounds great. Definitely make sure you give uh, Mark a listen if you're interested in that kind of stuff. Uh, as always, there's going to be a Twitter poll where you can vote for who you think would win uh, in terms of all of these superlatives for Greendale Community College uh, side characters. There's going to be a poll for each individual category, so please make sure you check those out. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, and you can also check out our new website, www.whowouldwin.com 
podcast.com. Mark, thank you so much for joining us today. It was a pleasure to have you. Thanks again for having me, Steve. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And as always, please remember to subscribe, follow, and rate, and please continue to participate in our show. For the Who Would Win cast, this has been Steve. And this and has been Mark. we will see you next time. Bye-bye. The Who Would Win cast is not endorsed by any film or television production companies and is intended for entertainment purposes only. Any and all audio clips are not owned by the Who Would Win cast, and all rights are reserved by the respective copyright holders.